Hush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Woog. And your other host, Mrs. Berry. Hello. 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 Well, hello. Now, we must confess, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we are tired. We are so fucking tired. Which is why we had to put a peppy song on to start us off. Because otherwise it would just be us for an hour whinging. Yeah, a bit of pep in our step. Whinging about how tired we are. And do you know, a bit of upbeat music can be very effective, Mrs. Wu. I know. I had a friend once when I was working from home, just couldn't, was literally sort of falling asleep at my keyboard. And she said, fast music, fast, happy music, get up and dance around. And it completely shifted my whole energy level. Absolutely. And my my tip, run DMC. Yes. Run yep. DMC from um, all of the songs up loud. Yep. Watching your sons and look on in horror. Yes. Especially do it when your sons have their friends around. Oh, that's good. Yes, I do like that. Even better if you can actually sing along with the words. Uh, and then I can put my Run DMC t-shirt on and look like a total dick. <laughs> so, Kim, how was your week? My lordy, lordy B. I averaged about five hours sleep a night. That's no good. I left home for work at quarter to seven, three mornings of the week. Ouch. I was up at five every day and it was intense. But we were talking about this last night, right? And I think we mentioned this last last episode, the difference between stress and pressure and that there's pressure, but I kind of love that. Like I love that I almost had my e news you know newsletter out yesterday, and this big story broke literally as I was about to tell the IT guys to run a test, and it was like so it all tra- you know, something all changed and the story all oh, changed. I love and, that, and that was just sort of like oh my god, this is so annoying. That is and, no, but that's that good adrenaline that you that go. Good I can of, do it. It's actually yeah, it's good adrenaline mm. and good stress if mm. that makes sense. But yucky stress, like but then cortisol the, stress. Yeah, and, and I must say I did sort of get to the end of the day. And just, and you know, period's eight days late. So there's probably a level of hormonal just irrationality running around in there as well. But we went out last night with a friend and I literally ear bashed them for, for the 10 minute walk from the pub to the theatre. Uh, just about my day. I was like, like a then, little chihuahua. I was. I was like, I'll catch you. I'll catch you. And then I was like, oh, but I love it. And, like, and our friend Jolene looked at Rob and went, look at your face. You are smitten. And he just goes, I love it when she's like this. And I was like, no. I had a busy week. You did. You were You even did a bit of interstate travel. I was everywhere. I was sick of the sight of myself by the end of the week. <laughs> no, I just had one of those, you know, I can have a week where I don't have too much on and it's pretty good. But then I can have a week like last week where it was like, this and that and decisions and and because I'm still on long service leave, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm coming to the end of now. Oh, are you? I've, I've filled up my tank a little bit. I've got lots of. That wasn't that long. Two weeks. Okay, long service leave is normally like six months. I know, but when you work for yourself, true. Yeah. Um, you don't get paid when you're on long service leave. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I went up to Brisbane and it was so funny because everyone everyone was contacting me through whatever means they contact me going, oh, it's freezing, bring your coat. Oh God. And I got up there and I went, this, what? Was it like a low of 22? Oh, like I had a single and a party on. (laughs) Um, But everyone was dressed up as if it was like Russia (laughs) with coats and hats and, oh, anyway, and, and I tell you what, they're good at spotting people. 
uh, there was someone on the plane sitting three seats ahead of me, text uh, messaging me, you're just behind me on the plane. Come and say hello. That's weird. And then one morning I got up early and I ran downstairs to get a coffee in my pyjamas. What? And then someone messaged me and said, did I just see you getting coffee at X, Y and Z? Oh my God. Like, Come and say hello. <laughs> you are so famous. Oh yeah. So famous. Do you know last week after we recorded, I stopped off at some shops. You like, have been star spotted as well. I have, but not, not to that level where I'm getting a coffee in my PJs and someone, <laughs> someone sends me a DM going, oh, I just saw you down. And it's like, Jesus. Um, yeah. But next time put a bra on, Woog. <laughs> Uh, no, I was after last week's episode and I was up at the Forestville shops and I was buying the boys, you know, a mum guilt kebab because they really hadn't seen me for now six and a half days. And then I popped into, I popped into the Coles to buy, you know, a chook and a few things to make my chicken soup. And this woman just sort of walked past me with her little, with her little daughter and just went, oh, could that be a hot flush, Mrs. Berry, I see? <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, I was just there. And her name was Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. And, uh, and I just sort of went, like, I so, I, you know. Just when any of the flushes come up and say hello, I feel like I know them. I feel like I know them. Just start talking to them about the boys and what I'm doing and, you know, oh God. Insufferable. Yeah. Imagine if we ever actually get super successful. Well, you know, being on the uh, currently lowest rating morning breakfast show, uh, <laughs> will I'm sure undoubtedly lift our national profile dramatically and, and that's happening on tuesday it's a pre-record so we'll give you plenty of notice we're going to sit down with georgie gardner and some baked goods and talk all things menopausal we are and uh, i'm hoping that that coleslaw of yours is uh, <laughs> just taking a good hard look at itself between now and tuesday i did i rushed into the chemist yesterday and i said david i've got a problem <laughs> I said, according to my calculations, this cold sore is going to hit peak crust period on Tuesday where I'm going to be on camera. Yeah. And so I was too late to take the tablets. Thanks, everyone, for your feedback. Yeah. I did buy the tablet to keep in my bag. Good. I spent $44 on um, cold sore. Yeah, that's a... (laughs) Stuff yesterday. (laughs) Um, I bought some Compede patches, which are terrific if it actually does start to... Because I think I might have stopped... What do you look? Have a look. Yeah, well, it's under control at the moment. Under control. It hasn't started to fester and crack and yeah. seep and hurt. Um, <laughs> and then I bought some cream, which I'm using. He said, just basically every time you think about it, put it on. So oh. he was very concerned. And I know a lot of you out there were very concerned as well. Well, we have almost, there's probably up to 100 now comments on our my, you know, the, our, our post saying we're going to post. and you well, know, What do you want us to talk what about? What do you want us to talk about? And yeah, almost. And I would say about fifty percent of them are out cold sore treatment. I know. Well, there are pain. Do you ever get them? No, I get mouth ulcers, but I don't get cold sores. What do you do for mouth ulcers? I just complain bitterly. Listerine normally knocks those out. Oh, does it? You know the urine coloured one. Oh, not the green one. I use the Nutrafol like mouthwash. I think it's a Colgate one because my dentist told me to because it has um, uh, fluoride in it, so it. Strengthens your teeth because my teeth are fucked because uh, just issues, I think, from that, um, that time that you tried to be a bulimic. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, 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 that sort of failed sort of six year bulimic phase. Shouldn't laugh. No. Well, we can laugh because it's about me. We laugh. And, and you, you actually didn't do it because you were mentally unwell. You did it just because you want to get skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. work like that, does? No. Does not work. Um, so the week was busy. Oh, my God. Best news. 
Lean in, everyone. Rugby uh, league has been cancelled this afternoon due to forfeit. I reckon. I reckon when it, when a game is cancelled because the other team forfeits is better than when it's closed because the fields are wet. Because we get the points. But I don't even care about that. I don't have to go. Yeah, you don't have to go. I hate going to watch him play league because that is brutal. So right last on... week, one of the kids' front tooth got knocked out. <gasps> and they couldn't find it. Oh. And the mother was going berserk. Of course you were. I would have. So he's walking around now like a slack-jawed yokel from... Da-ding, ding, oh ding, 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 ding. I, uh, Rob and I on date night uh, went to a particular venue that had televisions in it, which is generally against our, yeah. you know, religion. And it, it didn't have the volume on and it was some, some guy in a chain, in a rugby league change room interviewing players. And that would have been the night of the uh, state of origin, I suspect. No, no, I think state of origin. No, that was on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, I can't even believe I know that. And, uh, it, I just was looking at them, and I know this is a gross generalisation, and your son plays league, and he certainly isn't, but I just looked at these men and just went, they're not very bright, are they? No. No. Well, back in the day when we were kids, and we would watch, you know, Tommy Rodonagas and Terry Lamb. Sturlo. Sturlo and everyone else. But they all had jobs. They were all brickies during yeah. the week. They trained once a week. You could see them having durries at half-time. I know. Um, on the side of the field. Yeah. And now, you just pay... These boys who have been groomed since they've been about eight, that yeah. they are going to be rugby yeah. league players. Yeah, just run at full speed to the, you know up against another person as big and as large and as heavy and muscular as you. Oi, Blake, <laughs> put that book down and go and lift some weights. That's basically <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> and they are called Blake. Yeah. Um, and you pay them half a million dollars a year, and then you wonder why they all go and just get do coke and, and get coke rape and women, rape women. Well, that is a generalisation. Mm. Not all men. Not all men. It seems to have a much higher rate within the, that... Uh, but they've got God complexes. Do you know what I mean? They, well, they, they we, think, we know that, don't they we? They think that they're untouchable. Hey, um, you know how you've got a forfeit this afternoon, which means you have now peak <gasps> napping opportunities. I'm so excited. I have to go to a half-yearly drama concert. Oh, that sucks. And I'm just like... I'm like... Oh, I've learned something from Kim today already that a good play is a short play. A good play is a short play. So Rob and I and our friend Jolene went out last night because I think Jolene found this play and went, oh, my God, I'd so love to see that. And Rob went, why don't we? And we did. He's was, such a joiner. It's such a, like, it was so spontaneous. It was an, the Oscar Wilde play of, it's called The Happy Prince. And it was at the Stables Theatre, which is this tiny theatre up in King's Cross. And... um. It's this, it's this tiny space. It's just two characters. She's, one who's she's a, talking mainly with her hands. One now, who's by a the statue, way. Uh, who was the happy prince, but it was played by women, so that was you know I'm sort of going okay. And then this other the other character is a sparrow, right? Now, the beginning of it I just didn't even understand, and I went, oh my god, if the whole thing's like this, this is bad. And then it got quite good, and then the one who played the sparrow took her top off, had the best hits I've ever seen in my life. Like, such good tits. And you're in that sort of space where you're going, shouldn't look, can't help but look, shouldn't look, can't help but look. How lucky. But she doesn't even appreciate them. Oh, I don't know. And she just had that gorgeous sort of, not skeletal dancer's body, but just this, she was just, anyway, they both were. They were both gorgeous actresses and, and just Get your actors. hands away from your mouth. Oh, please. this is, no, not my mouth, my eyes. 
eye. We can talk about my eye in a little bit because that's. Have you really got pink eye? I don't have pink eye. I have hay fever, but it's anyway. And uh, yeah, and when, like, before we went in, they sort of give you this warning about how it's fifty minutes. There's no intermission. I'm going yes. <laughs> and then, so you remind your group and to then go there to the was toilet. Like, and then there was um, there was going to be nudity and uh, the smoking of herbal cigarettes. And everyone went, hey, and she did this. The sparrow chick smoked a joint twice. I mean, not the whole joint, like just a few puffs. But... Sparked up a doobie on stage. Yeah. Anyway, good play, short play. And the, it was great at the end. And so, you know, got to go to a play. Cultural. Saw, saw a bit of nudity. Oh, and next week we're off to a cabaret show. We are. Our delightfully talented friend. Samantha Leith. Is uh, who emceed both of our uh, live events so far in Bathurst and at Lee's in Sydney. She has got a little cabaret evening and we're all going to go. And, and there's a few tickets left, so if you'd like to come along. Yes, please. Yeah, we'd love do, to see you. Do. Uh, and it's dinner. It's literally dinner and a show. I know. <laughs> this is what happens when you turn 45. <laughs> this is what happens. We go to the theatre. Do you know I'm, I'm 46 next week? Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm 46 already. On Saturday. Yeah, I was 46 in December. December 8th, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, just start planning gifts. July 6th. Yeah. This time next week. I know. We're going out for lunch? Yes. So should we potty and then go? Yes. Is that a plan? That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, a birthday potty. Uh, yeah, so we went, we, yes, we went out. We went out to the theatre, which is quite funny because on Wednesday night, which is now renamed hashtag date night... Rob and I went to Wings and Tins, which is this great restaurant in Sydney, and they've now opened a second one in, a, I don't know if you call it a restaurant, sorry. Anyway, and they literally just do chicken wings and beers. Oh, yum. It's so good. Chicken wings are the most underrated part oh, of a God, chicken. Oh, God, I love them so much. I love them so And there's like, they probably have 15 to 20 different types of wings that you can get. And so we had the whiskey maple the Dorito cheese, which is a current special, but we've I've had it three times since it's been on specials. And another special was Asian style, and we had those and fries and halloumi fries. So we basically had enough food for about five people. That doesn't sound like a locale. No. Speaking of fat, <laughs> you've done some annoying incidental exercise. Can I just say... Right, so... Interestingly, I went. I had to go and see my, my poo doctor last Monday, and well, heaven forbid we go for a week without talking about that. Listen, we haven't talked about we haven't talked about my poop for weeks, weeks, probably at least a month. Anyway, so I went to see him, and he sort of reckons that my pancreas problem was from my gallbladder, yep, and that it just got really knocked around from um, gallstones trying to escape. And he said so it might ride itself over time. So he's going to see me in eight months. Anyway, that, that's boring. Um, that is so boring. So boring. And now I can't remember. Well, I was going to segue oh, into right. me getting a marina suit. No, hang on. And she pointed. So I did point. I know. Sorry, that was quite rude. Um, anyway, he said, look, when people start taking their pancreas enzymes, because your body starts absorbing food properly, sometimes they put on weight. Have you put on weight? And I went, <laughs> oh, God, I don't know, probably. And he went, well, should we weigh you? And I went, <gasps> And no. but, he, but he weighed me when the first time I went to see him, and I just went, "Oh, okay." Oh. And I've lost two and a half kilos in Good on you. three months. No, I've lost yeah two and a half kilos in three months. And he said, "Look, if you can keep just doing that, just to keep doing that." And do you know what that coincides with? Me starting work. 
And do you know what that coincides with? Not being at home so I can eat all the time, but also annoying incidental exercise. What is annoying incidental exercise? Just fucking walking everywhere. Walking to the bus stop, walking to the station, walking to the walking to work. And then I never take the lift at work. And we're on the second floor, so that means five flights of stairs. So and I do those five flights up and down probably like three times a day. Probably three times, maybe four. Can I tell you that I made an example of you at an obesity workshop this week? Did you? Not because I think you're obese. Which I am. No, you're not. Oh god I am. I'm morbidly obese. You're Jack. Who told you that? No, on the scale. When you look at the weight range to the height range, I'm morbidly obese. Fuck the scale. Anyway, oh, anyway. She says she says that she eats a chicken twisty for all. Who's was it? Amanda who couldn't stand the chewing and has to leave the room if her son's eating. That was very funny. Okay, so I was at a workshop up yeah, in Brisbane on. about obesity and how you know what we can do to tackle obesity. And I was actually there because I was waiting for the next one to start, which was about um, mental health in adolescence, which is one of my areas of. Yes. But I sat in on the end of the obesity workshop, and I made an example of you, and I said, when you first started work, yeah, you used to be able to you walk up four flights of stairs and almost spew Died. at the top. Yeah. And after weeks and weeks and weeks yeah. of doing it, now you can walk up and like have a conversation all the way up and not die. Yeah. Isn't that like... I know. And do you know what I'm back able to do? Two steps at a time. Next one, you have to run them. Well, yes. But I don't want to do that because then I get to my desk and I'm... And you know when you stop and then you get your sweat your down for... Yeah. So anyway... You know, I, you know I have like a little... Well, can I just finish what that? I you was actually did yeah. use it. Yeah. Um, and so everybody was like aghast and excited, and then lots of people wrote things down. So there you go. There's an incidental exercise and incidental yes knowledge. Sharing. And I must say, and I don't know if this is just the weird way my brain works. I started doing that with no prem. Like I just started doing it because I knew that it was better for me than taking the lift. But also there's only one lift, and it's really slow, and it's like I can't just stand here. Wait, this is wasting time. And also. Lift fart essence. Oh, well, that too. And also, you're going to lift have to talk to people? Yeah. I don't want to do that. Um, and so, <laughs> so I, I didn't actually, you know, it wasn't like some great focus of I'm going to do, you know. So it was really nice when I did actually start to go, oh, that tightness in my chest is not as tight as it was. Yeah. Hmm. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, just walk. Yeah. Just walk. Walk out the front door, set your timer for 10 minutes. When it goes ding, turn around, walk home. 20 minutes, do it every day. It's yeah. not that hard. No, it's not. It's not and that so, hard. And I posted a thing, I posted the, and I don't have like a, I don't have one of those Apple Watches or a, um, what's the other thing? that Garmin. Fitbit or a Garmin. Jesus, I couldn't wear a Garmin. My arm would ache from how heavy it is. Uh, and so I just, every now and then, I, like every, very rarely, I look at the little health app that just comes on your, on your phone. phone. Is that the heart thing? Yeah. Yeah, never looked at that. Yeah. Well, I've never looked at it until Rob sort of said to me a few weeks back, oh, have a look at because I was like, oh, my God, I did the stairs at work so many times today. And he was like, did you have your phone with you? And I went, yeah. And he goes, well, have a look and see. It'll tell you. And I went, what? And I'd done like that day, I'd done like 9,000 steps. I'm like, holy shit. You meant to only do 10,000 a day? I used to struggle. Like I used to have days when I'd only do 2,000. Fitness influencers? <gasps> oh my god! Are we Fit- health bloggers? Health and wellness. Are we in the wellness industry? Oh, wellness industry. 
Fuck, and I also said at this obesity thing that I wasn't a part of, but just sat in and then became very vocal about it. I oh, said, "How unusual!" And they had wellness up on the fucking whiteboard, and I said, "That is a buzzword. Get rid of it." I said, "It's bullshit. It's about marketing. It's like it, it is about weight loss, and they're all moving to the wellness because weight <laughs> loss does not work when you're on a diet. When you follow one of those programs, it's bullshit." Yes, but this is the whole. Re- this is this is the whole. Let me uh, use some jargon for you. The whole FMCG space. Mm. Fast-moving consumer goods. It's health at any size, I say. And I, my current, the current mag, issue of my mag that I'm working on, we have a health and functional foods feature. So I am all across the trends at the moment. Are chicken twisties on those? And no, but I'm I'm a big advocate for them. Mm. <laughs> but I have this since I started. You know, I have now tried a hemp bar. Hemp bar. Oh, and this is the other thing, people. Bars of any sort, like just bars are the new thing. They're going to replace the ball, you know. Oh, so instead of like cacao balls. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, no, that's a cacao nib. Oh, yeah, fucking cacao nibs. Anyway. Isn't that just fake chocolate? No, that's the bit before it becomes chocolate. Oh, okay. What is, so, what's carob then? Fake chocolate. <sighs> Nothing to do with, like, it's... What's it made of? Uh, I don't know. Sadness and despair. <laughs> the, the tears. <laughs> the tears of the villagers. Yeah. And so actually talking about that wellness thing, one of the things that I write about more than anything else at the moment. fucking touching your eyes? I know, sorry. Is. It's actually um, disgusting. Oh. You're <laughs> <laughs> sitting there rubbing your so, eyes. I know. Well, I'm not then rubbing it on your coal sore. Low blow. <laughs> That's a low blow. <laughs> throw, throw shade at you. Um, part of this whole thing I've been doing about you bring my coleslaw into this. <laughs> that is not my fault. <laughs> um, so part of you know this whole health and wellness thing is the rise of plant-based meat, plant-based protein. I saw something about chicken that contains no chicken. This yeah. Week. So they're starting to do. Beef has been one of the main ones, like so making plant-based protein and they make it into like burgers and and various other things, Um, you know, like sausages and meat patties and mints and you name it. And it's all plant-based. Now, one of the issues that's going to be interesting about that is they have the same amount of protein as red meat, but they, uh, but when you look at them, you know, like for like, the amount of salt in the plant-based ones is astronomical. Uh, but it's a very interesting marketing thing that they're doing because they're not positioning it as you're giving up meat. They're positioning it as another protein. So keep eating meat, but eat this as well. It's really, it's fascinating. Anyway. Um, fascinating for you. The reason I'm telling you this is... <laughs> not so interesting the reason for me. I, the reason I'm telling you this is... Better be good. With all of this, like, we're all being told we should be eating less meat. Like red meat, because it just a for the health stuff, and then depending on how you're inclined, there's huge agricultural and environment reasons for not eating, for reducing red meat um, intake as well. So, what does that do to me? That just makes me eat more red meat. I don't. I hardly ever eat red meat. I've eaten more red meat in the last month than I have probably in I don't know the last three months. Lamb. I'm, I'm, just, on, day, I'm, I'm on day four. Oh, are you just imbibing like protein? Uh, yeah, meat? like the lead up to it, I was like, I just want a steak. I just want steak. Yeah, just, just I do that steak. too. I just want steak. Mm. Okay, 
Are we ready to move on from that really interesting topic? Oh, yeah, but that was... I was just going to say about that, that don't you do that all the time? That, like, it's like when you're on a diet. Okay, I'm not going to eat chocolate. And then I'm, I'm not a big chocolate eater. No, but no, as soon no, as no, I, I. But as soon as I tell myself I'm not going to eat chocolate... I said, I said, can I'll go and buy a family block of anything and eat the whole lot. No, you see, here's the trick. Curly whirlies. Because there's not that much, like... And you can chow through or she want, and it's mainly air. Now, you know why I can't eat a curly whirly? Why? Because I'll fucking break my teeth. Oh, because you've got fucked teeth. Yeah. Mm, okay. Anyway. Um, okay, so... <laughs> okay. Uh, oh! Well, we, we are we are health and wellness yeah. influencers. Yes, of course. Following on from the, the whole incidental exercise, which is just kind of annoying because I just sort of go... <clears throat> like, <laughs> I don't approach it with a... I've really got to do some CBT on myself about, no, B, you know, that's great. Isn't that fantastic? As opposed to like, fucking stairs. Well, can I just segue and say, about two weeks ago, my PT lady came over and we did like 60 squats on a chair. I had to sit down with, put my bum on the chair. And when she left, I thought, well, geez, my legs don't feel really well. Next day, walking like the tin man. And I texted her, I said, like, I'm really like not, you know, this isn't comfortable. She goes, go for a walk. I said, but you don't understand. I can't walk. And to walk down the stairs, it was like very bad. But did, did you go for a walk? No, I didn't. I did the exact thing that I shouldn't have done. I Which is stop, stop. So the next sees even, the next yeah. even more. Yeah. Fucking hell. So I was, I've been thinking a lot about you know my self talk about my body and what you know what I look like and because mainly from you and our beautiful um, hot flushes who just tell me that you know pull my head in. Good. <clears throat> we love you. And I had this realisation. Not you. We love our flushes. I had this realisation. <laughs> I think maybe we need to call this week uh, manky sore. Like manky eye, cold sore. Things that weep. <laughs> Including us emotionally, my lip and your eyes. And sometimes your arsehole. <laughs> And seemingly both of us always our vaginas. <laughs> Can you write <laughs> things that weep? Oh my god! Can you write that down, please? Okay. So yesterday I wore the other the other last time I was here. Um, uh, oh no, a couple of visits ago. Um, oh, things that weep. Uh, Works very generously gave me some hand-me-down clothes, which the like I think all of them are just getting a red hot go. And they're not shit. No, it's all like really, it's really quality, really expensive clothing. <laughs> anyway, it's fabulous. And one of them was this gorgeous, like mohair shift blanket dress thing that she gave me, and I. Uh, and I have to wear a little top underneath because it's sort of not sheer, but I yeah, couldn't yeah. get away without one. No, God, no. Pair you'd of, be, pair of be arrested. I would. Pair of leggings and a little singlet top. And I've just, yesterday, and this was the other thing, incidental exercise yesterday, 20,000 steps, you know, blah, blah. I met, I met her at the ABC. And I just, I've worn it to work once before and it was, an, no, I've worn it three times. The first time was perfect. It was that weird week we had in early June when it was cold, really cold, like only got to like 12 degrees during the day. And the other two times I have just sweated all day to the point that 
on both the last two occasions that I've worn it, I've had to go into the bathroom and take it off and my singlet top and then just sit on the toilet with the lid down, like, you know, just sit on the toilet until my body temperature just drops. And if, I, if it wasn't like, you know, the work public toilet, then I would probably be lying on the towels on the floor. Um, I think it's a really interesting topic because it came up on the Hot Flush page this week about how to dress when you're perimenopausal. And I'm actually going to write a blog post about this because I think I have it nailed. Right. You do the layers. I can't do layers. You have to do the layers. No. I do the layers. The layers make me hot. You're not listening. You're not even listening to me. <laughs> okay. For, for Number one, throw out anything in your wardrobe that is not natural fibres. It's like any polyester, rayon, anything like that, anything that's plastic, get rid of it, right? Uh, the first layer that sh- should be on your body is like a thin cotton singlet top. You are such a nana. Fuck off. Do you wear thermals in winter? No. I don't need to because I can't uh, regulate my body temperature at the moment. (laughs) First layer is a thin cotton um, singlet top. Next layer is a thin wool fine knit jumper. And then the next layer is a wool fine knit floor length. Because I'm getting to this. No. Okay. Yeah. Look what you're wearing. What does she say? It says, nevertheless, she, she persisted. persisted. And it's got, like, cat hair and food on it. Yeah, it's so quite I dirty. I think I'm probably better to talk about this than you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then a long... A... <laughs> Pink eye. <laughs> and then a long, <clears throat> fine woolen cardigan. Because then, if you get cold... And you're at your desk, you can pull the cardigan up and wrap it around and tie it over your shoulders so you get another layer. If you're getting hot, you take that one off and you've still got a fine. And then if you're getting hotter again and you don't want to wear just a singlet top, you take the singlet top off and push your sleeves up on your fine woolen knit like this one here. So it's all about giving yourself options because mainly you get hot in the head and the chest and the neck. Um, Your legs don't, you know, radiate the heat so much as when your heart starts bump, being yeah, yeah. faster yeah, because yeah. you're getting a hot flush. So you just got to look at ways that you can dress. Goodbye, darling. Bye. That's three times you've said goodbye. Yeah. That, that, he's your Oscar. Four now. <laughs> and so that way you can just uh, regulate your temperature like that. But the number one thing is to get rid of all your plastic clothes. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> you're the one who just said that you have to sit in the public toilet take all your clothes off well maybe if you listen to me you wouldn't have to do that but i was wearing a fine knit and a singlet underneath and i couldn't take the singlet off because the fine knit would just, just... that's not what i call a fine knit that is a mohair tunic the one that i gave you yeah that's not a fine knit i know but then... that's a next level knit so when i'm <laughs> we're gonna have to take a break in a minute because i need to go and punch her <laughs> No, we're powering through today because I've got to go to this. I've got to go to Jasper's. Um, I know, drama but we are concert. going to take a quick five-minute break because uh, Jack's made cookies and we've got a cup of tea there. I know. So we'll I haven't, you. Do you know I haven't had a cup of tea yet today? I oh, know, and there's chocolate. That's, tea that's cookies. why I'm getting a headache. Although this coke is actually helping that. Coke, no sugar, or diet um, coke. Yeah, I prefer diet. But Jack, bless him, there was only one diet coke left, but he still bought me one. He bought me a no sugar, and that's fine. That I, I will tolerate a no sugar. I'll see you after the break. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking and when she walks in something that they go, ah. We're back. And welcome back. Oh, well, that was a lovely little break. Got my tea. Next time we're going to have an ad in there for Diet Coke and Twisties. <laughs> hey, now we need to backtrack because you know how I was talking about um, feeling comfortable and then you detoured off onto this stupid layers theory. Um, I have worked out that I am I am now very comfortable in who I am and what I'm like. You know, like I'm really comfortable and confident in that. Still not confident. Still not comfortable in my body. Still just stuff like my feet hurt. And then, like, and then just my guts are always in the way and my back still hurt, my back aches all the time and my thumb pains. And it's like, I'm just not comfortable in my body. Things are just sore and okay, breaking. Well, do you want to hear my theory on that? Yes. Okay. It's called aging, Kim. <laughs> and I equate this, and I have written about this in the past. Okay. When you are a brand new baby, considering all goes well, you're like a brand new car that has come off the... Production line. Production line, right? Mm. And sometimes you can be a lemon and have all sorts of health problems throughout your whole life. And that's, yep. that just, just fucking sucks. But as you do your kilometres and as, you, as the years go by, you have to sort of change your brake pads and you have to change your tyres. And, and that's where we're at. We're at that whole having to monitor everything because we're not brand new and we're not under warranty anymore. No. So think of that. Think of you as a car. Oh, great. So I'm a shitbox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I need to before we talk about. I'm, I'm a 1973 uh, Bluebird. Are you? I'm a 72 Ford station wagon. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> and and the back window smashed, and you're covered, it's covered in a tar. You remember? When- <laughs> And the, yep, neither of us have air conditioning because it wasn't invented back Final then. Final seats. Final seats that you stick to. <laughs> and the faint aroma of cat piss somewhere. Oh, cigarette smoke because, you know, that was when you used to drive, your parents used to drive. Your, oh. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, before we go on to something, talking about something really interesting like orgasming in your sleep, <laughs> I want to I knock everyone down so you can build them back up with my update about, about us getting the NBN. Okay. <laughs> Right. The only thing I'm going to say to you is we went and got a quote from someone else because after dealing with Optus for more than three months consistently and over a, almost probably about 10 months intermittently, we went to a different company and they said, yes, you're going to have to get this trenching and blah, blah, blah. We got the quote back yesterday, mm-hmm. Ten, uh, seven grand to dig a trench and lay like the pipes and cabling and stuff for the seven metres from the front thing to the house, the boundary to the house, and another three grand to put the cabling in through the house and the points in. Fucking Malcolm Turnbull. Ten grand. Malcolm fucking Turnbull. You fucked that up, mate. He fucked it up. And I'm like going, what happens to low socioeconomic families who cannot ever afford anything like that? But you, you can't not have the internet today. Those, the kids in those houses will not have proper internet connectivity to do their homework or do assignments or it's just, anyway, that's enough of that. Well, I live in quite a la area. 
and um, yeah, it's, it's all done. <laughs> it was done in the middle of the night one night not to like make people look at ugly lines and wires and things like that. So unfair. It's fucked. That's what it is. Do you know that you can have an orgasm in your sleep? I have them all the time. Oh, well, do you want to talk about this now then? <laughs> No, you can. It was a. It was something that was quite special for you. So I think you. you okay. You so can this week, I had an orgasm in my sleep, right? And I'm one of thirty-seven percent of women who managed to do that, and you're also in that group. Mm. Um, and what happens is that sometimes when you're a little bit fatigued or stressed, right? You and and you get into a deep REM sleep, mm. and then like a hot man walks past in your dream without a top on, <laughs> and the next minute you you are like just having sex with them in your dream. Um, you can actually have an orgasm. It's it is like, the best feeling. It is so nice, and I feel sorry for the the other percentage of people that can't do it. Because, like, you don't have to take your clothes off. You don't get cold. <laughs> you, you get all the benefits without having to get sweaty. Without any of the effort. <laughs> without any of the effort. <laughs> um, and there's lots of articles available, which I won't go into now, but if you want to look up How Can I Orgasm in My Sleep, there's quite a few websites that can help you get there, ladies. So if you're on a bit of a dry spell or you're feeling lazy, just, you know... Have a cup of chamomile, knock yourself into bed and cross your fingers. Apparently also if you're having sexy thoughts when you go off to sleep. But oh. I don't really have sexy thoughts. My idea of sexy is like chicken pies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to a friend about this this week because she's had a pretty big dry spell. and uh, But she's in, a, she's in an open relationship so that they can date and see other people. And... She's just sort of, but she had, they haven't, she hasn't for quite a number of years. And it's just sort of kicked back in a little bit lately and just through real happenstance of just crossing paths with someone that they used to sort of see quite regularly. And she said, this, uh, this, this bear's been asleep for some time and now the hibernation is broken and this bear is hungry. So she's been hitting Tinder. And a few other platforms. And then, of course, what we what we were talking about was she just – how you approach these things. So if you go into them thinking that you're going to – you know, and, and, of course, I think much more for women, you go into it just thinking about nurturing and relationships and you don't have that real just – a lot of women do not have that just base sort of, I just want to fuck. That – we tend to associate that a lot more with men, right? I think as you get older women move into that space a bit. Yes, more. well, this was the thing, right? And so she was sort of tying herself in knots about these men who were basically really... Fuck boys. Yeah. Well, no, who were just behaving terribly, like in terms of um, one of them she sort of went out with and then he slow ghosted her. Oh, fuck. And then, but what he's just trying to do is, you know, not interested at the moment, but wants to just string her along. So in another month when he gets sick of his hand, he can ring her and just go, oh, you know, do you want to? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, That's called and a so, fuck boy. Anyway, it was just, it was just a really interesting conversation with her about saying, if you're in that space and you're just, you know, horny as a goat herder, just. Sometimes a little bit of CB, you know, cognitive behavior therapy on yourself about why you're doing it. And, and take out all of that emotional attachment stuff and just go, no, I just really want to get laid. I mean, if we can have a decent, and if we connect somehow, even if it is just physically, 
that's okay. But I don't think our generation in particular, we've not been raised for that to be okay. And so I think it's really healthy if you are in that zone to be able to do that. Oh, that was a little, that was a little sub, uh, sub clause to you just getting off in your sleep, wasn't it? Let's move on um, <laughs> to the reader questions. And oh, Sharon questions. starts off saying, please never use Barnaby, Kate and orgasm in the same sentence again. <laughs> okay, Sharon, we won't. And the, this is because a while ago, like maybe a year ago, I confessed to Kim that I had a dream that Barnaby and I were holding hands. So we shared a tender moment. Um, so, of course, that gets thrown up in my face every fucking chance she gets. As if it would it be. As there's a lot of talk about cold sores. I think that, you know, if you're into cold sore education, go to the Hot Flush Facebook page. It's a closed group. You can read a lot of information there. Sharon, I have a cyst pimple ingrown hair in a very uncomfortable area. It is possibly infected and the pain is radiating around my back and throughout the area. Will tea tree oil fix it? No. Go to the doctor. Just, just go to the doctor. You need antibiotics. <laughs> when something is infected, it ain't going to get better quickly no. unless... And it's not a Barthenon cyst. Oh. Oh. I've had one of those. Have you had one of those? No. They are nasty. And I'm a highly suggestible person. I was quite surprised that I didn't develop one after you oh, told me about it. Oh, bad. Okay, Sharon, you need to go to the doctor. Yes. Christy asks, how do you stop spending? I'm a dreadful spender. Oh, it's easy for me because I've got no money. <laughs> No, that's not true. I have mortgages, so that's why I use those as savings accounts. Um, How do you stop spending? Don't go to the shops. Yeah. Don't go to the shops. You don't carry your credit card on you. You don't need any of it. You've got enough. So a friend of mine um, years and years ago said to me she never takes her credit card with her. She leaves it at home. So if she really wants something... She has to go But home. it's expensive or, yep. you know, then she has to go home. And by the time you get home and you think about it and you go, oh, I actually don't really yeah. need that. So there's a, there's a saying that there's 20 minutes. Every, like most human emotions have a 20-minute lifespan. So if you imagine you've got to build, like that's, but let's just use that as a nominal figure. So whatever it is that you're going to buy. So you're looking at clothes or something. You go, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, I really like that. But you can't buy it straight away. You're not allowed to buy it straight away. You have to say, well, if I'm still thinking about it in you know, tomorrow or by the weekend, then I can go back and get it. Yeah. But that's like, you know, and I don't, I used to shop as a hobby. Like on the weekends, if I had nothing on, I'd go to Chatswood. Right. Like, and that just fills me with fear and dread and loathing now because <laughs> people. Yes. Um, but... Occasionally, if I do go and I see something that I just, like, cannot live without, like a blue v-neck sparkly singlet top, which I bought this week in a panic purchase for a photo shoot, which I know I'm going to take back because I'm never going to wear it. It's still hanging in. Oh, you are. I'll give it to you, actually. (laughs) Oh, you don't wear that sleeveless. Um, Yeah, so just, you don't really... You've got to build time in. Yeah. And if you're doing it online, same rule applies. Oh, do you not know? (gasps) This is what... Who was asking? Kirsty, this is what I do. Rob calls me like an online shopping terrorist because I just online shop, put all these things in my basket and then never buy them. Sometimes what I do, if there's a sale on at one of my favourite stores, I go through and pretend I'm like a millionaire <laughs> and I'll throw everything that I really, really just quickly like and then I go to the checkout and I look down it and I go, no, Kate, what are you thinking? That that, that puce 
<laughs> sleeveless top <laughs> is not going to work for you. No, you don't need some caramel coloured pants because it looks like you're not wearing pants when you're yes. wearing those. So there's lots of things that you can do to trick that brain, to change yeah. your brain. Okay, we're moving on to Lindell, and this is one that we've both got some experience in. I cleaned my teenager's son's room. Ah. <laughs> it was becoming a toxic health hazard. It had reached a point where dry retching was required on entry. It had to be done. Did I invade his privacy or did I stop us from a mouse plague? Both. I don't care. No, neither do I. Oh, no, no, I don't care that I'm invading his privacy. Mm. I get, okay. It's your house. It's, get a big garbage bag, get a washing basket. Yep. Washing basket is for all the manky single socks and dirty underwear. Yeah. And then get a golf club or something similar and sweep through under the bed. Yeah. And all of the old food wrappers that come out of that go in the bin. Mm. Um, I strip the bed. I open the windows. I spray the whole thing with Glen 20. Um, it's gross and I do it probably twice a year. And I just think, like, that's filth. Mm. And they are filthy. Let's face it. So but I have one son who ha- who keeps an immaculate bedroom. Yeah. And then I have one son who is like, you do walk in there and go, holy shit, Jesus. Well, I walked into the little boy's bedroom on Thursday morning and just went, the two of them had basically created a clam bake of farts. <laughs> and it was like so bad. And I went, and Lynx oh. Africa. And then, <laughs> no, not even, there wasn't even that to take the edge off. And then Rob walked in and just was like, oh my God. God, and, and Grovey was like, it's not that bad. And we're like, you've been lying in it for you know eight hours. Like, you wouldn't even, you're adjusted. I know, and that's the thing. I stayed in this hotel room last week up in Brisbane, and when I first walked in, it was like someone had taken a dump and put it on a plate and shoved it under the bed. It just felt <gasps> like poo. Oh. And then I only smelled oh. it for the first few seconds, but then I assimilated into it. Mm. So every time I left the room and I came back in, I was like, oh, God, I really should change rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my boys' bedrooms are quite small and so they don't tend to hang in there. They don't eat in there. They don't. So I don't, uh, the, the only thing that it becomes is like a masturbatorium. Well, it's just a masturbatorium. And then the, no, cause I think they all, I think they all masturbate in the shower. Oh, don't. And, um, because you know that I think they're all private sort of creatures that don't want to do it, you know, well, I think they're... when they've got a sibling also in their room. Mm. Um, but it's just clothes. There's, their stuff's always just clothes, just everywhere. Franca, what are some real positives about being perimenopausal and getting older? How do we stay positive so our daughters and young women in our lives aren't freaked out? How do we celebrate this stage of life? I think that's a really good question. I think what's happening now and, you know, the fact that we're getting some more media opportunities is because we're sort of part of a group that is demystifying the mysteries around what's going on. There okay. was an excellent article that I um, that that uh, Maxabella put up on our closed Facebook page today. Talking, it was a really sensible article written about this. So I haven't read that yet. Um, so for me, there's two separate issues. There's two separate parts to this. There is the part about growing up, like as in getting older, and there are wonderful aspects of that in terms of our sense of self and um stopping pleasing people stopping pleasing but like and just being and just sort of not tolerating being treated poorly anymore and standing up for ourselves and and the friendships that you've fostered over your life and and just the richness that they bring to your life and and seeing things like your kids get older and that they're actually becoming functional human beings and that you played a part in that there's all of that 
And then there is the perimenopause leading into the menopause. And I think it is really, really important that we do not sugarcoat this stuff for our daughters and younger women because this stuff is really, really hard and really, really fucked. And it can mess with your head and it can mess with your body. And I think if we just sort of somehow try and make it look like some great, you know, honouring our yoni and holding crystals <laughs> up to the sky, we are doing them a gross disservice. Just like previous generations of older women have done to younger women when it comes to having babies and talking about what a blessing it is and how wonderful it is and the it's bond natural. that you have and it's so natural. And, and then we get, you know, Cute. decades of generations of women who feel you know, substandard because they didn't bond with their baby straight away. They could never breastfeed. They couldn't have a natural birth. They couldn't have a baby. They couldn't. So I'm really, you know, I sort of see this. We don't want to scare them. I, yeah, let's fucking scare them because someone in that group's going to go, that's not good enough. And will be a researcher or be a something who just goes, huh, you know, I've watched my mum and her friends go through this and they were really competent, professional you know, amazing women, and this absolutely knocked them for six. And mm. and what are we actually doing? Well, I think it, we should be looking at it, Franka, it's a great question. We should be looking at it in the sense that it's just another phase of life. So you're going through puberty, that's a phase of life. You go through motherhood, that's a phase of life. You watch your, your partner go through his midlife crisis, that's a phase of life. And why should this be any different? Yeah. Yeah. We're just in reverse puberty. Yeah. And we're, they're going to try and turn us into a man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's keep cracking on. Um, there's a lot of stuff here on um, cold sore. Really touch a sore spot. <laughs> Belinda, losing one's memory. Is anyone else constantly forgetting, in particular, the passwords we have for everything that we need to blooming well log into? I fucking hate passwords um why are you not using password saver why do you why are you not accessing your password like lock thing on your like i've got it in my on google i have all of my passwords but it has a thing that saves all my passwords and then my google is connected across all of my devices so it doesn't matter what device i'm on it remembers the password okay there so there's, there's scaffolding around us losing our minds that we can utilise. But someone mentioned the um, someone mentioned the movie Still Alice, that which is also a book based on a real story about a woman that sort of got, you know, early onset Alzheimer's. And I think they were like really damaged by it. So was I because it was just like, oh, my God. Um, my worst thing is I get to a point in a sentence and then just stop. And the boys and Rob just go, and? And, of course, at work, they're not used to it yet. <laughs> so I have to work really hard to just keep finish, to finish my sentences. That's the thing that I'm really bad at. And let's not forget that I drove to work last week and then forgot that I had and, and got the bus home. Victoria. Oh, my God. I cannot believe my lack of motivation to exercise, eat healthily these days. Seems to be piling on the kilos this winter at an alarming rate. Know what has to be done to start losing weight and feel better, but I can't seem to find my mojo and I'm so tired at the end of the day. I'm struggling to stay awake before my six and four-year-old are in bed. Any tips? 
I've just had my big overall checkup for the mature lady and all good there. No nasties. I also want to say thanks, beautiful ladies. Love your work. <laughs> and I've come to rely on your weekly podcast to make me smile and sometimes have the good old belly laugh. I listen to you at work when I've taken all I can from the male-dominated stifling atmosphere in my office. Ugh. Have my dear workmate listening to you too. We sync our playing time so we can have a giggle together. Aww, Aww. That's so lovely. We love you. Thank you, Victoria. That <laughs> makes me so happy. I can imagine you both sitting there at the same time. Yeah. Like with your headphones on. That's great. Aww. Um you know what? I think that winter is a particularly difficult time to be motivated. Yeah. It was dark in the morning. It's dark early. It's dark early. It's cold. It's cold. All you want to eat is shepherd's pie. Oh. That, or a steaming big bowl of, of uh, pea and ham soup with crusty bread and lashings of butter. Yeah. Um, I think you're being a bit hard on yourself, I just cut, your, cut yourself some slack. And just start something really small. Like, um, I'm trying to think, like, let's say, oh, you know, you, so you and your friend at work, like maybe at lunch... Just, like, actually take lunch as opposed to sitting at your desk eating your lunch like I do, which is terrible. And actually just go, not even for, like, like work said, just 20 minutes. Like, don't flog yourself so you come back no. and you're hot and sweaty. Just get out. And because, talk my incidental exercise. I'm not doing that intentionally. That's just coming from me, you know, going to work. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. And if you're working full time, take 20 minutes. Grab your mate because she sounds like a top chick. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the weather at the moment in Sydney is fucking glorious. You've well, got it this Yeah, but we're riding off the back of a week of horror. Yes, I know. Well, but, not horror, but um, So maybe just do that. Yeah. And, and, and don't even do it every day. Don't do it every day. Do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you are being too hard on yourself, Victoria. And if there's a day when there's too much on in the office and you can't actually get out for that 20 minutes... Don't flog yourself about it. Do it tomorrow. And dude, you have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Sweet Jesus. You have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Do you know what I called that? I, actually, no, four and six, they were getting better. It was sort but of up until... Still, I, it was still... Used to, I, used to call that the, I used to call that the dark ages because it's so hard. And so many questions. So many questions. And they fight... Like, you're, you're setting those boundaries for them about there are rules and some of them are there for your safety. You know, like... I just remember when Felix was that age, I felt there was about six months there where all I did was say no, and it really started to get me down, but I realised in hindsight it was actually really important. Yep. Okay. <sighs> I Next. I deserve an award at 54. I finally sent off one of those bowel screening tests. Oh, you did your poop test. They have been sending me since I turned 50. That motivated the man, so yay for both of us. Good girl. I am so pleased, Eileen. Everybody, go and get that done if you're over 50 or if you've got something that you'd consider not to be. Yes. Quite right. Multivitamins and supplements from Danny. Do they work? Probiotics. I grew up with a mum who swore by multis and later probiotics as a pharmacy assistant, and I took them daily most of my life and I hardly got sick. Recently started watching docos disputing any health benefits due to their synthetic heritage. And I also had a new awesome doctor question my daily intake of probiotics <laughs> and advise that there is no real evidence they help unless we have an upset gut health with mm. antibiotics. And mm. also doctors prescribe iron supplements for my son and mega vitamin for B for myself. So I'm confused. I'm going to let you talk about that. Okay. So all of the stuff I've been doing recently on functional foods and Oh God, there's, there's things now called beauty ingestibles. So collagen, having collagen like in your coffee or your drink or 
Um, and all of these things on the surface seem to have remarkable benefits. And of course, then you get all this anecdotal feedback of people taking it, sort of saying, oh my God, my hair's never been better, my nails are stronger, and rah, 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 rah. And then you talk to people in the space who are looking at the actual active ingredients within a lot of these things and what they do and how they work and then doing them within a scientific space of running clinical trials and research and um, and that process of course takes time and costs a lot of money so those those things tend to come out of the bigger end of town which we a lot of us then have issues with but when it comes to sort of putting these things in your body I'm not looking at anything. I'm not taking anything unless there have been a number of, of actual studies that have shown, like shown a clinic, like clinical studies that have shown an actual direct impact. So things like the taking the vitamin Bs for stress, that that stuff's been proven. The evening primrose oil helping women and premenstrual that's been proven. Like there's a couple of them that that are really worthwhile but you're not taking vitamin d unless you have a d deficiency like you're not taking any of these things unless you've had all your bloods done and you're showing a deficit in something if you if you do have a diet where you're not eating a lot of vegetables or a lot of fruit or a lot of balanced diet stuff then maybe yes a vitamin a vitamin <laughs> might help but you know, it's really interesting because I'm writing about all this stuff and I'm reading about um, these, you know, these collagen powders and this sort of stuff going, fuck, I'm going to give that a red hot go. And I'm going to 60 bucks a tub. Yeah. Guess who's winning there? And it's like, and you know, and the thing is, is that now, of course, a lot of these industries are saying things like, um, well, you know, the collagen, the collagen product, um, you know, is used, collagen uh, products are made from the skeletons and scales of the fish and so it's a really great uh what food wastage solution because you're using the whole animal um and so then of course you go oh well, you know not as good for me it's good for the environment and it's like yeah but show me the study show me the clinical research that actually shows the scientific benefit of this to my body as opposed to just the financial benefit to the company that i'm paying this money for so um yeah and the probiotic thing, exactly, like, you know, if you've got a gut problem, then it's going to help you. If you don't have a gut problem, then you're pouring good money down your gut after bad. And here ends, here ends, <laughs> here ends the, the rant. Yes. Um, so there's something that you and Christy have in uh, common. Christy writes, my period is late too. <laughs> so annoying. I'm, I'm bracing for the onslaught when it arrives. We've got a lot of people asking if you've taken a pregnancy test. Uh, not taking a pregnancy test. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's, uh, Rob's boys don't swim uh, because we dealt with that. There's a little thing called the snip. Uh, so his boys don't swim. But very interestingly, you know, when we, when we were first going out, we were like, look at our monkey brains. Because we were dabbling with, we were, you know, we were playing with fire when we first started, you know, being intimate. And, uh, and we would both sort of do this thing of like, oh, what if, like, what if, like, what if there was a little archer berry? And then Rob started calling um, him or her Beaker because I had like so many other Muppet named children. So then we would talk about Beaker and then... Um, but that's your monkey brain just sort of going, oh, no. we must keep, you know, we must keep reproducing 
the species. No, especially because as you've come to the end of your reproductive years and your your eggs are just now going, throwing down, throw down, down, throw down. down. Come on, come on, this is your last chance. Come on, come on. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah. No. We're going to finish up now, but I just want to give you a health tip. Yes. Me or everyone? Everybody. Oh, God. A few months ago, we talked about how in the morning you go to the toilet oh and you go wee, 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 wee. And then you stand up and sneeze and a bit more wee comes out. Yes. And we were like, where did that wee come from? Yeah. Okay. So I was talking to a friend of mine this week who was a physio. Yeah. And she sort of specializes in urinary yeah. and all that sort of stuff. She works with the oldies. Lovely girl. Kath. Anyway, I said to her, how can I stop like weeing and then standing up and brushing my teeth and sneezing and just like having to change my undies, right? Because it happens to a lot. Does that happen to you? Yeah. Okay. So when you're doing your wee, yeah. so you wee, 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 emptying your bladder in the morning. And you stop and clench? You can if you want to. But once you think you're finished, lean forward on the toilet. She's doing a dramatic reenactment. For a few seconds and then sit straight back up and there goes that little sneaky one out. Huh, isn't that good? And I've been trying it, and I've got to tell you, it's saving on the washing. Well, I don't have undies on today. Oh, Jesus, Kim. I've run out. How many people went and bought the, <laughs> the, face, the face shaver? Yeah, I, I have, and now I'm really worried I'm going to grow back stubble. No, I, look, feel, feel. That's mine from a week. Is no, it all right? It's, it's not stubble? No. But I tell you what's been good with it. I haven't done it since last last Saturday, but the dirty black ones and the whisker ones have grown back, and you can see them really easily. Yeah, because they're not shrouded with the fluff. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we have time for this week. Oh, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to having no football this afternoon, and I'm looking forward to seeing Sam next week. I'm looking forward to um, Tuesday, where we're going to be filming with Georgie Gardner. Oh. Uh, we've got a busy week coming we've up. We've got so much to look forward to. I hope We hope all of you have something to look forward to, too. And thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe, like, and tell all your mates, because next year we're going to win the Podcast of the World Award. Yes, this is true. And as we like to say, just keep plucking.